Hey everybody and welcome to the first edition of the Underdog NBA Mock Draft Show. I'm uh, incredibly excited to be here. I'm incredibly excited to be doing this. I am your host, Chris Forwardell. We have the NBA Draft Lottery set to kick off in 9 days, 7 hours, 45 minutes, and 34 seconds from the time of recording this. Uh, I thought we would go just take a look, get a little... This is going to be an introductory episode get a feel for who we like, who we don't, play out some uh, scenarios. We'll do a sim on Tankathon and talk about how those fits could potentially work out. Obviously, the NBA season is still ongoing. I do have BovadaSportsbook.com open in front of me. We're going to use them for all of our futures, all of our picks, all of that good stuff. So, you know, why don't we dig in see how it goes like i said we'll talk uh, we'll talk hypotheticals here probably talk a little bit about how the fit would affect potential futures there there are odds for success next year all of that good stuff and uh you know in future episodes of course we will have we'll have some guests on we'll do a little bit more in depth in terms of pick by pick mock drafts it's going to be a lot of fun hang around all right, let's do this. We're on Tankathon. Shout out Matt Hoover, friend of the site. And uh, let's do our lottery for this one. We'll, we will go to the mock draft section. Right now, as, uh, as anyone who's following this knows, the Detroit Pistons, the Houston Rockets, and the San Antonio Spurs each have a 14% chance to draw the number one selection in this uh this year's selection process that of course will be big French center Victor Wembignana following them the Hornets have a 12.5% chance and Portland has a 10.5% chance and uh, Orlando Indiana Washington Utah Dallas and so on and so on I do uh, I do think the most fun fit for all of this of course would be one of those teams at the bottom adding Vic to that Oklahoma City team would be sensational fun. Uh, adding him to that New Orleans team also would be a lot of fun. I'd like to keep him out of Toronto for personal bias reasons, but let's let's do this. Let's go mock draft, and we're going to sim the lottery, and congratulations. This is a very interesting scenario playing out right here. And uh, for the second time in the three sims that I've done two prior to uh, starting recording, the Portland Trailblazers move up to the number one pick in the draft. They move up four slots to number one overall. The Orlando Magic also move up four slots to number two. San Antonio stays put, picking number three. And Houston drops down two spots, but does get into that, that top four. And uh, they'll be picking number four, followed by Detroit, Charlotte, and then the rest of it is kind of chalk. So what does this mean? This is a fascinating fit because of its implications. It did seem like that that Portland team was ready to blow things up a little bit. Maybe not trade Dame, blow it up, but blow things up. Move all of their other pieces, figure this out. It clearly wasn't working this would be a game changer immediately. The, uh, the, the odds at Pavada for the Portland Trailblazers to make the playoffs, even advance 
relatively uh, relatively deeply into the playoffs for next season would shoot up here, just absolutely shoot up. They don't have a player like this because the NBA doesn't have a player like this. Wembenyana averaged 21.3 points, 9.9 assists, and 2.2, uh, 9.9 rebounds, and 2.2 assists to go along with 3.2 blocks this year for the Metropolitan 92. He has the ability to do everything on the court. The 82.9% free throw percentage is it's telling for what kind of shooter we think he's going to be. Now, it did take some bad shots, took more threes than he probably should have, but it's very clear that he's capable of making these shots. Only shot 30% from three. I think that number bizarrely goes up in the NBA when he's not, especially in a team like Portland where you have Damian Lillard, not the focal point of that offense and uh, can can play off of other people a little bit more than he's had the ability to. So we'd potentially have a starting lineup of Damian Lillard, Anthony Simons, Matisse Thibel, or Shaden Sharp, Jeremy Grant. Well, this is kind of where it gets interesting. Do you do you move Jeremy Grant in this scenario, or do you start Wembenyana at the five? A lot of people think maybe a four, despite the fact that he's seven five with an eight foot wingspan. Do you move Grant? Do you move Nurkic? Who comes off the bench? You know, both of those guys were hurt to end the season. Good problem to have for Portland. No question about that. There's just, there's not a comparison for Wembenyama. He is an NBA 2K creative player. He is unfair. And as long as he stays healthy, there's very little doubt that he will be a game-changing force at the NBA level. Let's look at that number two pick on Tankathon because this is where it does get a little bit interesting here. The number two pick, as I mentioned, the Orlando Magic. And they take Scoot Miller in this mock draft. Now, a lot of guards on this Orlando team. You have to wonder, would they consider going with uh, with an Amen Thompson, get a little more size and athleticism? Would they consider going with Brandon Miller? the uh, sharpshooting small forward from Alabama. There, this is a, already a really good roster. Yeah, I I tend to believe that, you know, everywhere you look, Wembenyana, you know, including Bavada, Wembenyana is the odds-on pick for the uh, the number one overall selection, and there's just no getting around that because whoever gets this that pick is is taking him or they're trading it for a heretofore unseen bounty of riches in terms of capital and young players and so forth. But Bavada and other sites do have Scoot, the likely number two pick in the draft. And that has, it is not as much of a lock as it seemed a little bit earlier on. Brandon Miller has encroached upon those rankings. Like I said, Amen Thompson, even a guy like Jarris Walker. For Orlando, you know, Markel Fultz did have a nice little comeback season, but it's hard for me to imagine you don't add the superstar-level talent here in Scoot Henderson, a guy, you know, John Moranti kind of hype coming out um, in terms of his athletic ability and what he could bring to a team. Hard for me to believe 
that Scoot Henderson would not be the number two overall pick. You you move Markell to the bench. Then you know, Jalen Suggs or Gary Harris starts the two with with Franz Wagner, Paolo Bancaro, and uh, and the rest of what is a suddenly the best young core in basketball. Just absolutely loaded with young talent. The number three pick in the draft. This is a this is a fascinating one because one. San Antonio has a lot of wings already. You have Keldon Johnson. You have Jeremy Sohan. You have Devin Vassell. Uh, they drafted Malachi Branham last year, who had a nice rookie season. And you have to wonder if Popovich is going to be concerned about any of the off-the-court stuff that went on with Brandon Miller at Alabama. Now... With that said, Miller, uh, a talented and unique prospect, averaged 18.8 points per game to go along with 8.2 rebounds, 2.1 assists, and nearly one block and one steal per game. But the calling card is the 38% three-point shooting, which actually dropped pretty substantially at the end of the year. 38% three-point shooting on seven and a half attempts a game. Huge number. People want to lump him in as a prospect with Jabari Smith last year. I I think he's a better pure shooter than Jabari Smith Jabari Smith was, but physically he's not quite there, and defensively doesn't offer nearly the upside. You wonder. You wonder here. I it, I would guess that this is not the pick. I would guess the pick here in reality would be Amen Thompson from Overtime Elite. He would give them a high upside point guard and past that, another big, strong, athletic, switchable piece on this team that is made up of big, strong, athletic, switchable players. Feels like he would fit the San Antonio team a little bit better than Brandon Miller would, but for our our purposes here, Miller is the number three pick to the San Antonio Spurs. Amen Thompson, the OTE point guard, does go number four to the Houston Rockets. This would feel like a little bit of a lock and, and a bad situation for me as a 76ers fan because I'd like to see, well, I think I would like to see Houston in that number two spot or number three spot where they could draft, they'd be in position to draft Scoot Henderson and uh, be less inclined to try and lure James Harden back to Houston <clears throat> with a big bounty of cash. So Houston does go Amen Thompson here. We're talking about one of the most athletic players in college, well, in amateur basketball, and a guy who will be, along with his brother Asur, immediately one of the better athletes in all of the NBA. These guys are just freaks. Now, they're, the concern is the draft age. These are 20-year-olds playing against 17 and 18-year-olds in the OTA. There's concerns about the free throw shooting. Only got to the line 4.1 times and only made 64% of those free throws. And we have even bigger concerns about the three-point shot. Shot only 23% from the field, uh, from three. I don't think the shot is fundamentally broken, but I also, I don't think it's close to being respectable either. Still, there are tantalizing tools to work with here 6.4 rebounds 6.2 assists 
and 2.4 steals. Don't like the 3.2 turnovers to 6.2 assists, your sub 2 to 1 assist to turnover in a league where, as I said, you're, you're three years older than and more physically developed than your opposition. A little bit concerning, but it also speaks to you know some of the talent that that they're playing with there. So not too worried. Clearly should be the number four pick in the draft, and uh, a good fit in this in this mock draft for Houston, who uh, can slot them right in. Would have no issue getting them playing, getting uh, Amen Thompson playing time immediately. Kevin Porter Jr., not a point guard. If we could end that experiment, that would be great. Just a, a disaster as a primary ball handler. A turnover machine, but, you know, also, unfortunately, Thompson probably going to turn the ball over quite a bit as a rookie. These are the growing pains that rookie point guards go, go through. All right. After the, the four lottery draws... We have some interesting selections. It took, by the way, a third, a third draw, a third simulation of the lottery, and uh, and when Benyana goes to the Oklahoma City Thunder with the eleventh pick in the draft. Let's just talk about who we like here. You know, let's let's talk about let's talk about a guy like Asur Thompson, the other of the Thompson brothers, a guy who kind of. I've heard getting some like Jalen Brown kind of hype recently. Uh, by the way, Brown plus three fifty at Bavada right now to uh, to be the Eastern Conference Finals MVP. That that's the level of player we're talking about with that comp. the The issue is a similar one to what we have with uh with his brother Amen though. Just an abysmal shooter. Uh, shot a little bit better, shot 30% on 3.8 three-pointers a game and 67% from the uh, free throw line. But just, I think the shot's a little bit more broken than Amen's is. I don't know that he has... Uh, there, there's talk that they could both potentially be point guards or at least primary ball handlers at the next level. I, I think that's true with Amen. I don't know that that's true with Asura. I don't think he... I think he's a little more prone to force... The, the name N is 3.4 turnovers to the 6.1 assists, also well below the 2.1 marker we'd like to see it at. So, again, you're you're gambling on this three-point shot to come along, but you know you have a baseline of incredible athleticism. It's just a matter of, does that incredible athleticism ever turn into incredible production at the next level? Other top players, and we can just look at the, we can look at the big board here. Uh, Houston, power forward Jarris Walker. You're talking about, he's kind of like that power forward that's been in vogue in the last handful of drafts. Uh, the, the, the switchable defensive player with shooting and and passing upside. Did shoot 34% from three. Did have, <clears throat> did have one point, you know, almost two assists a game. Not terrible for a freshman power forward, especially... A guy playing at Houston, who is not going to uh, not going to have the ball in his hands much. So you're talking about upside plays with Walker. You like the block potential. You like the steal potential. It's exciting. Uh, we'll talk about Cam Whitmore, a guy who you know was a disappointment 
to me uh, as a, as a Villanova fan, a guy who came in with just a ton of upside. He was looked out of sorts when he came back from the injury. He was a little bit of a black hole on offense. I didn't I didn't see the fluidity fluidity or athleticism that maybe we all saw with him playing for Team USA during the summer. Just didn't quite look like the same player. Maybe put on a little bit of weight. Um, I'm sure everything will be in order for pre-draft, but also it's going to be telling to see what he actually lists at because we're seeing 6'7", 230 for his listings. You know, I don't know that six high 6'4s, low 6'5s are out of the question, and that is, uh, that's ultimately going to change how he is viewed as a prospect in terms of his positional uh, diversity. So an interesting player, but a player where there is, there's a lot of question marks that still have to be answered. Anthony Black is the, the top prospect from what really should have been and really was a loaded Arkansas team. Big point guard who, you know, kind of like a poor man's Lamelo Bali kind of player. Um, that, that variety of prospect. A little, you know, a little bit of Derek White in there. A little bit of Derek White. Who, by the way, Derek White plus 8,000 if you think he's going to blow up and uh, win Eastern Conference MVP plus 8,000 at Bavada. Not, not the worst odds in the world. Uh, somebody, uh, somebody on that Celtics team probably going to walk away with it, but I think at the end of the day, his name's going to be Jason Tatum, who finds himself minus 170 at Bavada. But Black is an interesting player. There are, with all, you know, with anybody at this point, there's going to be questions about him, and those lie in his three-point shooting and his athleticism. 30% shooter on 2.6 threes per game. Uh, do like the 3.9 assists. Don't like the three turnovers. That is, uh, that is, those are shooting guard type statistics, which is concerning. But Black, a fun player who can fit in on a lot of teams and did look better as the season went along. Also worth pointing out, relatively young, um, will be 19 and a quarter on draft day, something along those lines. Number nine is a guy who I, I really think is criminally underrated here. That's Kansas small forward Grady Dick. Grady Dick kind of got the the reputation of just being a three-point shooter. And I think that there's way more to him than that. I think the athleticism is way better than people thought. I think his ability to rebound the ball is better than people thought. And I think he's a more than competent defensive player. You know, I'm. we've been talking about the, the potential conference MVPs. I don't know, and this is maybe how bullish I am on, on Grady Dick, but... I don't know that I think the Clay Thompson comps are are totally unfair. Thompson plus forty five hundred at Bavada to be Western Conference MVP right now. I do think that that Grady Dick's upside is substantially higher than some of the players from recent drafts who he's being lumped in with right now. This is a guy who I wouldn't be shocked if he was a top five pick, and I think he deserves to be a top five pick. Uh, number 10, an interesting player from UCF, a guy who kind of came on late in the process and became a bit of a, a media and analytics darling, and that's UCF power forward Taylor Hendricks, a guy who has 
power forward, small forward ability. He's going to be switchable. 6'9", 210, shot 39% on 4.63s a game, shot 78% on 3.2 free throw a game. Also blocked 1.7 shots a game and almost had uh, a full steal per game. This is this is your prototypical 3 and D guy in this draft. This He might be the safest of the 3 and D guys because there's giant questions with the Thompson brothers. There are... Thompson, there are questions about Jarris Walker's shot. Taylor Hendricks might be the safest pick. He is a guy who you can put onto any roster right now. He will help that team. And, uh, you know, he's going to be a very good piece for a very long time. Maybe maybe a little Trey Murphy-ish in terms of what he can bring to, the, to a team. Past that, it's, it's an interesting draft. Uh, Kaysen Wallace is there if you want a defensive point guard. Nick Smith Jr. is there. Man, I really, I wanted to to love Nick Smith as a prospect coming into that Arkansas team. Missed time with multiple injuries. Never got into a groove. 17.5 points, but he just doesn't do anything else. 2.3 rebounds and 2.4 assists as long as well as 0.2 blocks per game. Not that we're expecting our shooting guards to block a ton of shots, but just doesn't add a lot. I also don't believe for a second that he's 6'5". I think he's in the 6'3s. So he is going to be an undersized 2. Jordan Pulley comps, and those aren't as flattering as they would have been a year ago. So he's a an interesting player, but one look, a guy who can put the ball in the basket, and there is always going to be a spot for somebody like that. Past him, another shooting guard from Baylor, Keontae George. A little bit more well-built. Got some Bradley Beal comps. Uh, Bryce Sensabaugh from Ohio State. Seems like they always have this guy, 6'6", 235, 240, just an absolute fire hydrant of a basketball player. Shoots the ball well. Does does the small stuff, but limited athleticism. You have Juwan Howard's kid, Jet Howard from Michigan, another... Sort of, he's kind of what we wanted Caleb Houston to be last year, but Houston didn't turn into. Um, Jalen Hood Shafino is the the combo guard from Indiana, past him. But I'll tell you, the guy that I really like, the guy that I think is massively underrated right now, is Jordan Hawkins. Jordan Hawkins. An astoundingly good shooter. Just astoundingly good. 38% on 7.6 uh, attempts a game. 88% from the line on 3.8. Can do pretty much everything on the court. He feels plug-and-play to me. Um, a lot of... You know, a, a little bit of concern that we're talking about a guy who's going to be 21 rather than 19 as a rookie. But... I don't worry so much. When when people complain or knock Hawkins, they tend to use his at the rim uh, at the rim shooting percentages, and that does speak to you know maybe not being the elitist of elite athletes. But Hawkins is plug and play man. He's a he's a Demetha Catholic guy. He is he's ready to go. He's going to score the basketball. I don't know how much creation there's going to be out of him, but 
if you have a ball dominant primary initiator, we won't say point guard because we think we've moved past that in, in the, the NBA as of right now, you want to put him next to, you know, a Kevin Durant or a James Harden or a LeBron James or who Giannis Antetokounmpo, whoever that guy is, he is going to be an absolute killer on kickouts. He's going to be a killer taking advantage of double teams. Jordan Hawkins is a guy who's going to be ready to go. Jordan Hawkins is going to be my prediction will be in the, uh, the rookie sophomore or whatever we're calling it now game and NBA weekend he's especially because he's likely to fall into a scenario where he doesn't have to be the guy he can be a piece and that's that's what he's made for so yeah Jordan Hawkins my guy I think that is where go, where we're going to uh to end this first mock draft show it's been fun uh we're just kind of sticking our toe in the water and getting a feel for who we like and who we don't like and playing out some scenarios. And we'll see what we do next time. But until then, I've been Chris Horvitel. This has been the Underdog NBA Mock Draft Show. And we'll see you back here soon.